WBEZ Features is supported by Adler University, educating students to advance socially responsible practice, healthy communities, and a more just society. With degrees in psychology, counseling, public policy, and leadership. Adler.edu. You're listening to WBEZ. It's been a month since the initial attack on Israel by Hamas. Spiritual leaders in Chicago are helping their congregations deal with the onslaught of death and trauma. They're coming at it from a multitude of perspectives. WBEZ's Adora Namigade talked to different faith leaders about how they're grappling with how to lift others up. Rabbi Brent Rosen says he can't sit still right now. This is where I need to be. (laughs) There's no other place I need to be right now. I met him at a pro-Palestinian protest downtown, where groups like Jewish Voices for Peace gathered to demand their local senators call for a ceasefire. His synagogue, Zedek Chicago, officially declared itself, quote, anti-Zionist last year. The brutality of, of that attack, of Hamas's attack on Israelis, was so, so brutal that we're still trying to wrap ourselves around that. And now our grief is being weaponized by the state of Israel in just terrifying ways. He says it's exhausting to march in protest after protest, but that history will judge how he responded to this moment. So he says he has no choice. This is a moment of very deep moral reckoning for us. I don't know why the world isn't out on the streets right now, quite frankly. Rabbi Michael Siegel of Anshia Met Synagogue agrees that the Israel-Hamas war calls for a deep moral reckoning. And he also agrees with Rosen that Israel has, is, is not perfect on this issue. But the similarities end there. Ultimately, Siegel says Israel has the right to exist, and that saying otherwise amounts to anti-Semitism. He leads Anshia Met Synagogue in Chicago's North Halstead neighborhood which sits behind brick walls and has a security guard for protection. There are about 1,300 families there. I would say most have strong ties to the land of Israel. They have visited Israel. Many were born in Israel. um, Or they have families, family and friends, who they're very close to in Israel who have been affected. We have people in the congregation who have lost family members. He's taking care of his congregation by calling them to prayer. On a recent Saturday at a Shabbat morning service, leaders sang the song Arenu, which means our brethren, and asks God for deliverance. He says being a spiritual support in the hour of need is any religious leader's job. If we can't inspire people to dream of a better day, then why, do, why, what are we doing? That's what religion is. Religion is there to make us better. Religion is there to raise us up. Religion is there to see the spark of God in every human being. And if we're not doing that, then we need to think more carefully about how we are uh, ascribing to our religious beliefs. Sheikh Trenton Carl is ascribing to his religious beliefs by bringing his congregation at Sacred Moots Muslim Community in Pilsen to different protests and hosting trainings. When I visit his home to discuss the war, there's a large orange and black poster on the wall that reads, Visit Palestine. His congregation visited the funeral of six-year-old Palestinian-American Wadea Al-Fayoumi, a Muslim boy who was stabbed 26 times. 
the man who allegedly murdered him recently pleaded not guilty. Our community cannot just bottle it up. There has to be work for change, and that includes political work as well. How that shows up for Carl is he wants people to take in what they hear from news and social media with a critical ear. So he focuses on three levels of education, justice, media literacy, and teaching the history of the conflict through tools like documentary screenings. Prayer is the starting point for any action, and it orients us toward justice, it orients us to an anti-war stance. All this fighting feels inevitable to Reverend David Black, who leads the First Presbyterian Church of Chicago. He visited Israel and the Palestinian territories in 2018. Talking to Palestinians, um, there's just a sense of just being crushed on a daily basis by uh, the way that they're treated by Israeli military and police, um, and the way that they are systematically oppressed and marginalized. And then talking to Israelis, there's a sense of, well, our entire religion and ethnicity could be wiped out in a generation. Black says he wants to lead with empathy and avoid political punditry. He says it is crucial in this moment to allow the pain and the grief to sink in. You can tell this both stories that like this is the largest amount of Jewish deaths since the Holocaust. And you can also tell the story about uh, 5,000 Palestinians in less than a month. And many, many, many of those are children. And those are both true stories. And I think anger drives us to say that one of those stories is truer than the other. And the reality encompasses all of it. He says beyond choosing where to send money and what to share on social media, the best way people can respond to the conflict is by looking inward. The deepest and most profound work that I believe any person can be doing is to find the healing from fear and pain in their own life um, and allow that to transform our society where we are and the systems and structures of violence where we are. He says he understands that people can feel powerless right now. But when people come to sit in the pews of this echoey church on a Sunday, he hopes they are moved to look for the ways they can affect change, even if those ways are small. Adora Namigadde, WBEZ News. This is WBEZ.